This is a special report from About Space Today. I'm David Denault. America in Space will follow our special report. In late Thursday afternoon, Mark Nappy, the vice president and program manager of Starliner, made the announcement to stand down the July 21st Boeing launch. Uh, So over the last week, we've been working to understand these issues, to bound them. We've run several tests. Uh, We've gone over in detail all the analysis for both systems to, to see if there was conservatism in the system or there were tests that we could run to to make the results a little bit better. And it, was it you know, something that would result in flight rationale and acceptable risk, or was it something that was going to require some modifications or further work? Uh, this, this reached the top levels of Boeing, you know, uh, all the way up to our CEO of, of Boeing. And Boeing unanimously decided that, uh, that this was something that, that we needed to correct we needed to get closer or to the specifications that was outlined, and uh, we've decided to stand down the preparation for the CFT mission in order to correct these problems. And during the news conference, I got to ask Steve Stitch, the manager of NASA's commercial crew program, and Joel Montalbano, manager of NASA's International Space Program, a question. All right, next is David Denault about space today. Good afternoon. My question um, pertains to American spaceports getting a little busy as you look at the calendar. So, uh, Steve and Joe, walk me through or walk us through a step-by-step process in the event we could possibly launch Starliner this year. So, what it would take today to go through that process step-by-step, please. Hey, Steve, I can start and then you can add, um, you know, from an ISS standpoint, our job is is the priority is to maintain these crew rotations. And so we generally fly expeditions about six months at a time. And so, um, and we, as you know, we change those out today on SpaceX and on Soyuz. So those would be the priorities. And then after that, we would look for a home for the Boeing mission. Uh, have a little more flexibility on the cargo missions. And um, and so we would work the cargo missions as secondary to the, this Boeing mission. Uh, you also have to look at the, the launch pad. Um, not, not only does the SpaceX um, launch missions to ISS, but they have other customers as well, and we would just have to work with them. But in the past, uh, human spaceflight has been the priority, and uh, we've worked well together. So let me ask Steve if you want to add anything. Uh, let's see, Joel, thank you. Um, yeah, I think, you know, you talked about from an ISS manifest perspective, we, we have the crew rotation coming up. If you just look at the, this calendar year, for example, in, in mid-August, and then um, the Soyuz rotation in September, and so we, you go find those, we go find those windows right around those operations. Those are the only ones that Joel said are really high priority right now because we have vehicles and crews that need to rotate back down, and then so there's a window, you know, in the fall to go to go find an opportunity. Should should we be ready? And then, essentially, on the Boeing and NASA CC commercial crew side, we have to lay out what work we need to go um, execute on the vehicles uh, relative to the tape, and then uh, the parachutes, as Mark talked about, the, the soft link modifications. How long will that go? That take, and then when will those be complete? 
such that the parachutes can be reinstalled in the vehicle. Um, the ascent cover has to be removed to, um, to get to the parachutes, as does the forward heat shield. And then we would lay all that out, right? And then um, once they're reinstalled, there's a sequence of tests that happen and, you know, the fueling operations that we talked about for a July 21st launch, Mark alluded to, you know, mid-June we had to fuel the service module. So we would lay out that schedule and then see uh, what the launch date results. And as Mark said earlier, we've got to go lay out the work required on the tape and the soft link, which we haven't had a chance to do yet because we, again, we're focused a little bit on, hey, how, how significant is the problem and is it something that we have to go address before we go fly. So presumably if all of that came together, you're saying that there's a possibility of a window in the fall. I think from an ISS perspective, there, there definitely is a window uh, in the fall, as Joel talked about. Um, and then we would have to look, does the schedule line up to support that? And uh, I don't think Mark nor I are ready to commit to any date, but there would be a, a window from an ISS traffic perspective uh, in the fall. Again, Boeing has made the decision to stand down their July 21st Starliner launch. I'm David Denault. This is America in Space, a weekly news and information program on current events dealing with the space industry. Welcome, and thanks for joining me today. I'm Don Meyer, Space Coast News Editor. NASA's Mars helicopter, Ingenuity, arrived at the Red Planet on February the 18th, 2021 with the Perseverance rover. Ingenuity's mission was to demonstrate the first powered flight on another world. It was expected to only complete five flights at most. Well, as of April the 22nd, 2023, the Ingenuity helicopter has completed an amazing 51 flights since taking its first flight on April the 19th, 2021, exceeding by more than 10 times its original plans. The many highlights of Ingenuity's historic and successful activities on Mars include being the first aircraft to achieve powered, controlled flight on another planet, often referred to as a Wright Brothers moment, successfully flying in the extremely thin atmosphere of Mars, the atmosphere of Mars is less than 1% the density of Earth's, completing 91.4 flying minutes, covering 7.3 miles, and reaching altitudes as high as 59.1 feet. Previewing areas of Mars for possible interest for the Perseverance rover to explore, and paving the way for future aerial explorations at Mars and potentially other space destinations. From the Jet Propulsion Laboratory, here is Teddy Sanatos to tell us a little bit more about Ingenuity and about the development of future Mars helicopters. Two years ago, Ingenuity proved that we could do the impossible. We can fly on Mars. Let's talk about what's next. Ingenuity is doing great. Our baby's still flying on the surface of Mars. After two Earth years, one Mars year of total flight, racked up 10 kilometers or 6.2 miles of total distance flown. Our rotor system, our little cell phone processor on board, our off-the-shelf lithium-ion batteries are all doing fantastic. One area that we're looking very closely at is our solar panel. You can imagine after two years of flying on the surface of Mars, you'll get some dust on top. But we still have ample margin and ample energy to keep up our flight operations and the extended mission of continue to scout and push the flight envelope of what's possible. The testing being done in this room is part of the next helicopter mission to Mars called the Sample Recovery Helicopters. 
The goal is to be a backup to get these samples back to Earth. Put simply, Perseverance collects the sample tubes. The sample return lander will retrieve those samples directly from Perseverance. And then there's a rocket inside of that lander that's actually going to send those samples back to Earth. As a backup to getting those sample tubes from Mars back to the lander, we're designing the next generation of helicopters to not only be able to pick up and carry a sample tube, but also drive around on the surface. We're looking at a research concept called Mars Science Helicopter. It's a hexacopter, so six rotors in a ring around a central structure. It's about the size of the rover, and you can imagine in the future you will have fleets of these Mars Science Helicopters flying around, bringing important payloads to areas of Mars that we've never been able to access before. So we're trying to fly faster, trying to fly higher. We've added new flight software capabilities. We can now detect landing sites airborne. Those sorts of winds are coming from the surface of Mars directly into the design of the new sample recovery helicopters. And she's done a fantastic job. Surpassed any sort of metric of success that anyone on the team could have ever imagined for this little tiny four pound spacecraft. Ingenuity is one amazing little craft. 10 times more flights than expected. Just kind of blows the mind. I wonder how much more it can achieve and what the new ones will be able to do. Thank you for joining me. Remember each Tuesday to join David Denault for America's Return to Space and join me every Friday for America in Space. From the Florida Space Coast, I'm Dawn Meyer, Space Coast News Editor for About Space Today. Thanks for listening. Be sure to share our program with your family and friends and follow us on Facebook. Join us each week for news and information on America in Space.